Welcome to another episode of the X-Experts Divorce Etc. podcast, where we give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Why? We've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. And keep in mind, you can get X-Experts in your inbox by signing up for our newsletter, get the latest news and find out all about our events before anyone else, plus access special discounts and prices. Head to xexperts.com to subscribe. So today, we're talking about the guy's side of the story. We always talk about the women, what we go through, how we feel. We have Rachel Sussman here today, nationally recognized relationship expert, specializing in breakups and divorces. And she is the therapist to many men, um, helping them with their recovery from their divorces and their divorce journeys. And we want to hear about it. There are three sides to every story, but we only know one. So welcome to the show, Rachel. Thanks so much. Hi, Jessica. Hi, TH. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for taking the time. So I feel like for everybody out there going through it, a lot of our community is female. Yes. And yes. everyone's always wanting to know what is it like for the guys, right? Our emotions are so different. The way we handle it is so different. What are they really thinking? What are they scheming? What's happening behind the scenes? I think that's more of what they want to know. I don't think they really want to know or care what they go through, but I think it's important for us to know. It is. Because okay. there are always three sides. So what are you the know, differences? Well, look, I just want to say there are lots of amazing guys out there who get dumped by really mean women, okay? No, and, women are cruel. And these it's men brutal. suffer. These, they're, you know, they're, there are a ton of men out there whose relationships end and they're loyal and they don't want them to end. And they would have kept carrying the family flag for a really long time. And these guys hurt and they suffer too. And in some ways they suffer worse than women because they don't know how to use their resources. They go through an abundant amount of shame and embarrassment. And it's not natural for them to call a friend and say, can I talk? I feel a little depressed today. What are they feeling shame and embarrassment about specifically in your experience? that you know they they take a lot of responsibility they should have been able to fix it they should have been able to to prevent it um you know a lot of the women a lot of women who leave men will say you weren't romantic enough you weren't successful enough you didn't have good love language you never told me this and that so they could feel that they really failed like they've been fired from a job or what I often see is men who work really hard at their jobs, but they're doing it for the family, you know, and that they're just not articulating it the way that they need to or not listening the way they should. So their partners do end up leaving them and they really, they come to me like they don't know what just happened. They're shocked. Because it sounds like it's a lot of the same issues that women are dealing with feeling like they could have done it better they didn't do enough of this the husband's saying i didn't get enough attention you always focused on the kids maybe for the men it's the job but for the yes. women a lot of times the second you have kids everything goes downhill it's yes. interesting that it's all it's actually very similar it's it's very similar but men don't have the amount of resources and sometimes the eq the emotional intelligence to help them figure it all out. So they could be 
really very isolated and very alone during during a divorce. Um, it's not natural and comfortable to them to reach out to family, friends, or a therapist. Mm -hmm. They feel ashamed and embarrassed to talk about it. They feel they should be doing better than they are. They don't understand some of the emotions on this uh, on this vast emotional roller coaster that we all go through. So it's a very confusing time for men. And because of this, they do some things that aren't in their best interest or aren't in the best interest of recovery. And that's why exes and people in the community often tend to think that their exes are doing so great because you find out that they're dating or they've taken a vacation or they're posting great pictures of themselves. But in actuality, what might really be happening is they're very upset and very broken they just don't understand what they're supposed to be doing. So it, do you think it's a societal thing then? Like there's a macho stigma? Like, don't cry about it. She was a bitch. Don't cry about it. She's this. You know, every, not every, so I'm being very broad, but some men talk about how awful their exes were. And some women talk about how awful their exes were. And all they do is bad mouth each other. Of course she... You ask any guy, why'd you get a divorce? She's crazy. You ask yeah. anyone, why did he cheated? He was, you know, he didn't love me. I feel like those are the stories that I hear. And it's just, I'm like, ask, ask about me. The story is I was crazy, right? Is that what you heard? These stories you hear when people constantly or regularly badmouth their ex, what concerns me is that they're not doing the work on themselves. Because if you have a crazy ex, what does that say about you, you know? And I think in order to go through the different stages of recovery and come out the end, you wanna have a full understanding of why your relationship didn't work, why you picked the person that you picked, what was her fault, what was your fault, because it does take two. And, you know, and I say to all of my clients, it's 50-50. Okay, you don't want to be 50-50, it's 49-51. There's a cause and there's an effect. And if you can't take responsibility for your piece in this, how are you going to have a full healing? And how are you gonna recover your confidence? And how are you gonna get out there and meet someone really terrific? Because I'll tell you, when I'm doing dating coaching, it's a real turnoff when you go out with a guy and they badmouth their ex. So for you guys that are listening out there, the best thing you can say is, yeah, I was married. You know, she was a great girl. We have some great kids. It just didn't work out. You know, we've both worked hard on ourselves. And for the sake of our kids, we get along pretty well. You know, that's, that's, a, guy, that's a guy that people are going to, women are going to respect. And that's a guy that's going to get a second date. Okay. But when you go out and you start bad mouthing your ex, and a lot of guys do this, and women do it too, but a lot of men do it, and it's really bad. Nobody, totally. wants, nobody wants to hear that. So you've got to do the work to get out of that victim mentality. Okay. So when you're healing, you're allowed to feel like a victim for a little bit of time, but take that and turn it around and do something with it. Because so it's sorry. No, I was going to say, but so then, so guys listening or women listening who have male friends or male family members that are, that are dealing with the divorce, 
what are, what do they do? Where do they start in order to be able to move past this and start recovering and healing themselves? Well, the first two things that they shouldn't do is put away the alcohol and, and close out your dating app. Because those are the two biggest mistakes that men make, that women don't. Because men, as I explained, they're sitting with these complicated emotions. They don't know how to deal with them. Men like solutions. Men like to fix things. So they immediately go, download a dating app. They immediately start dating and they drink too much. So they're going out, they're drinking too much, they're dating, and they're going to have a bad experience because all they're doing is telling these women how, you know, what a bitch their ex was. And it's, it's really going to be a turnoff or uh, conversely, these men dive into new relationships. And if that relationship doesn't work out, they're going to have a double breakup because they're not even healed from the first breakup. That's so what, what I was going to say. I feel like men more than women, all of a sudden you're like, what, he's dating already? Well, that's, and that's why women have such a hard time recovering because they find out that their ex is in a new relationship two months after, after their husband filed for divorce. And it's so painful to think that someone asked to divorce you and now they're with someone else. So you immediately start thinking what's wrong with you that you weren't good enough, but it's not about you. It's about them because who starts dating two months after you've ended a 20 year marriage? I mean, oh, don't worry. What about dating like four years before you ended your marriage? Right. Okay. But hold on. I mean, but hold yeah. on because there's there's that out there we've experienced all the things you're talking about right now. Yeah. And I will say, I, I can understand a spouse who's been cheated on, who's been yeah. unsuspecting about it and who maybe thought they were in a good marriage. Yes. Getting out there and starting to date again is going to be a process because they, it, they were blindsided. But there are, there are a large number of marriages um, where it's really not working out for quite a while before you actually get to the point. hundred percent. Agree. And so I do think then it's interesting when people are like, well, how long have you been, you know, separated or divorced? And you're like, oh, well, it's been a month. And they're like, oh my God. And you're dating already. And you're like, well, it's been over for a year yeah. and a half. Right. But you, you've got, you've got to qualify that. You have to say you know, four years ago, my wife and I made the decision that we were going to separate. But because of the ages of our children, you know, we chose this time and and we've we've worked on our marriage that we could be good co-parents. And um, although I only moved out a month ago, you know, we are both dating. And it was a it was a, an agreement that 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 we made because the marriage officially ended four years ago. I think so that's important. You've you got, got to just qualify it. But, you know, Jessica, back to your comment about what men should do. They got to put on the brake. You have to walk before you run. Go slow. Find you need to talk to someone about this. If you don't want to speak to a counselor, call a friend or a sibling or a cousin you know, or even a mother or a father, you know, depending on your age and, and, and talk, you know, just talk through it. If you're enjoying our Divorce Etc. podcast, be sure and subscribe to our newsletter to get ex-experts in your inbox. It's free and includes tips from real life experts who've been through it, telling you what they wish they knew. You'll also hear about our upcoming episodes and Q&As with our experts. Plus, you'll find out about our upcoming events before anyone else and get access to discounts and preferred pricing. 
You can sign up at www.exexperts.com. Talk through what happened and be curious. Um, what was your part in it? Is there something that you might need to work on? I mean, think about some of the criticism, even if it's constructive criticism that your ex gave you. There's grist for the mill in there. Might there be something you need to work on? Do you need to become a better communicator? Do you need to be more thoughtful and caring? Um, do you need to spend more time at home and less time at the office? If you don't work on these things, they're just gonna come up again in your second and your third and your fourth marriage. And that's why you hear of people being married four and five times. Right. You know, you're just, just gonna keep repeating the same thing over and over again. So for the guys out there, if you could just slow down, talk to someone, understand your emotions, work on yourself, and then just go enjoy yourself for a little bit as a single guy. Uh, go on some road trips, uh, right. you know, go to an exercise boot camp, uh, you know, go travel by yourself. Then when you get out there and date, you have such a great story to tell. That's great. How, do you feel like the majority of guys though recognize the things that you're talking about and are as open-minded as women are with regards to seeking out therapy, seeking out help to get through it or more kind of stiff upper lip, like I can do this on my own and it just is what it is? Well, I think you are describing the majority, Jessica, but, uh, but, they'll, but they'll trip and fall uh, eventually. Either they'll trip and fall through another breakup. Um, maybe their boss will tell them they don't look good or they're staying out too, too much or they're missing deadlines or a sister. I mean, I can't tell you how many calls I get from sisters. <laughs> like the half I'm, of their brother. Yeah, I'm really worried about my brother. He promised me if I found him a therapist, he'd go, he'd go. And once I get the guys in, once, once they make that first appointment, they're pretty good about sticking around. Um, you know, I love working with men. Um, I was in business for many years before I became a therapist. My style is very coachy. I'm very direct. And, and I'll tell you, these guys will say after a couple of appointments, how grateful they are and how good it feels to emote and how wonderful it feels to see the changes that they're making. They're really proud of themselves. What are the types of, go ahead, sorry, TH. No, I was just very quickly, I was gonna say, I have a friend who's a man who went like as a last ditch effort for his marriage to counseling. Yeah. And then yeah. she didn't wanna go anymore, it was over. And then he hung around and he was like, can I come back? And yeah. he went back a few times because he really wanted to know like, am I really the guy? I think she's talking about yeah. and that's like you know, I don't think I'm that guy and then and then he got to the point she goes I think you're good go get them and you know so that yeah. was like that worked out really well that's great when I'm seeing a couple and it looks like it's ending in in uh the therapy isn't working and we go into some divorce counseling I'll say to both of them look I'm invested in you guys any of you could come back for for tune-ups but I just want to say one more thing about counseling for guys out there some men go to couples counseling with their wives and they have a very negative experience. Um, they feel that the wife and the counselor gangs up on them because uh, most counselors are female. Uh, they often don't feel as articulate or they can't express themselves as well. 
as their wives and as their counselors. So that gives them a real turnoff to counseling. So when they come in, they'll tell me that story. And I have to really show them that there's a difference between couples therapy and individual therapy and that I really do wanna meet them where they're at. And I really do wanna hear their story. That being said, the guy who's gonna badmouth their wife the whole time, I'll say to them after two or three sessions, if you can't take some responsibility yourself, you're not gonna grow and change in a way that is gonna make you proud of yourself. And, uh, and I do make them take some responsibility. Are there certain sort of, um, I hate to use the word exercises, but certain tasks or exercises that you generally will recommend to your male uh, clients in terms of, you know, you should be, start doing this. I don't know if it's journaling or, you know, whatever, probably a lot of guys don't want to journal, but you know what I mean? Like these are some steps you should be taking to be proactive about things, to be able to move forward in your life now. But if you're, ma if you're like a macho guy, like no one would even know if you're journaling, you know, no. there are certain things yeah. you can probably do that you don't have to tell anybody. Right. And then there are other things that are more out there, but go ahead. Exactly. Well, sometimes I start with getting them to stop some of the, the bad behaviors they're already doing, like signing out of the dating app, uh, making a commitment to be more healthy in what they're eating and what they're drinking. And then we talk about how they can engage in healthier behaviors. And again, you know, guys are doers. So I'll ask them what, what they want to accomplish, what are some of their goals, and we'll try to work on the goals. And then in, the, in, the, in between the goals, I get them to slow down. And even like meditation or going to a yoga class, you know, something like that, that they wouldn't ordinarily go to. Or if a guy ha has a dog, I'll say, when you're walking your dog, sit on a bench for a little bit. Don't rush back. And, you know, watch the world go by and tell me what comes up for you or and then I'll ask them to talk about, you know, what they're thinking and what they're feeling when they're feeling down. And I do suggest they write it down for our next appointment because they'll say sometimes that they forget and oftentimes writing them down is the, you know, the gateway into journaling and sometimes I'll find they just find it themselves. It really sounds like your methodology, so to speak, is like full mind and body and not full just full what mind. happened in the divorce and, you know, how can we get you to be feeling better? But you're like looking at the, all of these other outside elements. What are you eating? How active are you? You know, all of these other things. Full mind and body, because if you're just focusing on the mind and you're letting the body go, what's going to happen when it's time to date? I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're, the person's going to say, I'm just not recovering well. I've gained 20 pounds. Nothing fits me. Or I'm just not recovering well. I don't like the way I look. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm just not feeling, I'm just not feeling good. Right. And through, through the mind and the body, if you're having a great exercise class, working with a nutritionist or changing the way you eat, you're starting to regain your confidence at the same time, psychologically, you're putting your pieces together. I think it's all just taking responsibility. Yes. And yeah. you're, you're coaching them and pushing them on what to take responsibility on. I know for me, when you, when I put something to paper, it's like shouting it to the world, but nobody yeah. hears it. And then I close the book and then manifesting. 
Right, right. But it, but it, but it's off my chest. I like yeah. put it on the paper. And now, you know, I'm good with it. It's hard to take responsibility for things. It's hard to own things and put your name on it. It is. But, but you're right. Like you're, you're an all around being with all these tentacles that, you know, touch other people, touch other parts of life and other activities and stuff. And if you let part of that die, then the other part's not going to thrive the way that it should. Like, I know for me, I, it's, it's everything. Like if my jeans don't fit, by the way, I will be miserable and yeah. I will not buy another pair of jeans. And it, and but it can't I, be one without the other. You can't No, do it can't. It you affects can't everything. without the mind and you can't do the mind without the body. It's, it's a journey and it all needs to come together slowly. And if you do the work, you will change. But you know, if, if 10 years after your divorce, you're stopping anyone you meet on the street to say what an asshole your husband was or what a bitch your wife was, <laughs> people are gonna look at you like you're crazy. Okay. Oh, so it's just really ugly. It's it really is ugly. It is really, it is and that really was ugly. something that I really, that was like one of the, it wasn't really so hard, but just, I wasn't going to say anything bad and I wasn't going to speak badly about him to my kids because it only makes me look bad. I'm talking about their father. And you know, that's not going to be the one doing that. That's for a whole nother podcast. But if you speak negatively about your ex consistently, even if you're whispering it into the telephone, your kids hear it. And what does that say about your kid's father, your kid's mother? Totally. That really is a whole nother podcast. But anyway, th there is um, a lot out there, uh, you know, that, that men need to know and be aware of yeah. and recognize. Yeah. And so thank you so much for bringing all of this information. For people who are listening and want to reach out to you directly, what are the best ways for them to find you? The easiest way to find me is through my website, which is sussmancounseling.com. And you can shoot me an email to rachel at sussmancounseling.com. And thanks so much for having me on the show. Thank you so Thank much. You. I really appreciate it. For everyone out there listening, if you know anyone at all who would benefit from what we've talked about today, please share this episode and everything X-Experts. Be sure and click to subscribe, rate, and review our Divorce Etc. podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please follow us on social media, at X-Experts, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. You can also find so much more, including articles and even the podcast transcripts on our website, at www.exexperts.com. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter now. When you get X-Experts in your inbox, you're the first to hear about all of our happenings at events, plus access special discounts and prices. Thanks for listening.